Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start. Recording this this podcast, and uh, I know I am somehow surprised and unsurprised that it is. You know, it is May. The Caps are in the playoffs, and they're they're breaking our hearts, but expectedly. So it's it's like, you know, the the relationship that you start and you know it's not going to end well, but you you stick through it anyways, agonizingly, um, to the point that we went to a a local <laughs> establishment to watch them lose, which was charming, but maybe. Ill-advised. Well, we all, I mean, from the last several years of Washington, D.C. sports, broadly, but especially the Caps, yeah. um, we all knew this was coming. Yeah. But the funny thing is, it was just, it was running around late this year. Yeah. I, I Just nothing speaks more to the expectation than, like, I get these notifications from, they're like emails from ESPN, basically trying to get me to engage with them, mm-hmm. and, uh... So the Caps were up 2-0, and I didn't get an email really regarding that, but when the Vegas team got to two wins, have never been in the playoffs before, they say Vegas is two wins away from going to the Stanley Cup. They didn't say that for the Caps, because even ESPN oh, is Yeah, even ESPN isn't going to try to push a false story like that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so so I would say it's a, it's, it's a little... It's a little later in the year than normal for the, for the Caps to be doing this, but nonetheless, we're there. Um... But uh, that that is not that is not what we were discussing this week. We are we are discussing a more I think pressing matter um, that is uh, it occurred to me this week, um, and I and I kind of I think I've hit a wall with it at this point. That's that's what I'm starting to realize as, as a 27 year old. But it's it's not it's not just concept. It's not just the concept of time, um, but it is it is more. Uh, what how does, you treat time? How you treat time, and and really, essentially, what what is late? Um, mm. I I find myself, and I was talking with with our our, our friend Kevin about this, and he, about when you try to show up to things, and I've found that I really have no gauge for it. So I kind of wanted to discuss it with with you two to to try to do better about it. I. I I know that I am anxious about time. Mm -hmm. Max, I I think you expressed an anxiousness also in this. Yeah, I don't like being late to things. Is it is it the lateness that bothers you, or I know for me, it's it's honestly if I know I'm getting somewhere, it is it is always the stuff I don't control. Like I, I try to get there on time, but if if the Uber is is late picking me up, or they take a bad route or something. I get very, very anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to control as much as I can. And maybe that's what it is, is, is a control thing. And maybe we can get to that later. But that is the most anxiety-inducing part of it with me, which is I've got this goal, and then there are these things I can't do, I can't handle. Well, I think there's also... I think for me, the, the, 
the anxiety comes from, you know, if there's something that I I have to do at a specific time, it's likely because other people are involved. Mm-hmm. And when you're late, you're you're essentially making a statement that you don't respect or value other people's time enough to be somewhere when you said you would be there. Yeah. And so that doesn't send a great message about, you know, who you are as a, a friend, as a, a colleague, as a, a as a person, maybe. Uh, so I think that, for me, it's even more than... It's even more than something arising that I don't have control over. It's that whether or not I have control over why I'm late, it's that, you know, if I show up late, when we said we were going to meet up to record a podcast, then yeah. you're going to be upset with me. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I... I don't like that feeling either. I don't think anyone really likes being late. So you, you bring up an interesting thing when, you know, if, if we're getting together to record the podcast. It's a very small thing. There are mm-hmm. two or three of us doing it. it it's more intimate. Um, the, one, the one I certainly have more trouble with is... The example of of some kind of you're not a party like you have you have a cookout social gathering a, a social gathering where it's more people um, but if you say okay uh, it's, you you can start getting there around seven or whatever uh-huh. I, I have an expectation anymore certainly depends on the group of friends but um, I that might say to me okay I won't actually show up till eight mm-hmm. but I have anxiety about that because. As a host, a host has said, show up at 7, but then I don't necessarily show up as 8. Uh, Max, I, w- I would ask you if this is a thing that you've run into as well, or you you still feel like if someone says 7, you're going to show up at 7? Um, It's totally contextual. It's kind of based around who's inviting me and yeah. what, what the thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably show up fashionably late. And I will say that I think that if you're a person who's hosting one of these social gatherings, especially if you belong to a certain generation, you, when you set a time, you have an expectation of when you think people are actually going to start showing up that is almost certainly not the same as the time you're scheduling your thing for. So if you say you can start coming over at 7, I think you probably know that people will start rolling in around 7.30 or 8. And, and you kind of... You're just... You're giving people... You're giving people a window to be there when they want to get there. Mm. And I think like I think that's helpful. Um, I, I, I think of the... Uh, but I do think of a th- episode of Parks and Rec where uh, Tom Haverford and, and John Ralphio are having... Uh, their their company, their entertainment conglomerate is going out of business and they decide to plow their entire life savings into one last gigantic blowout party. You know, financial responsibility. Um, and at the time of the party, they have the bouncers like open the doors and no one is out there. Like, no one is in line waiting for the party. And they take a brief pause and they go, oh, thank God. Yeah. Because... No one shows up to a great party on time. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know how true that is, but I do know that, like, if I'm if I'm inviting people to, to come hang out at my apartment and have a beer and watch a movie or something, 
I'm going to say you can start coming over at X time because that's when I'll be ready yeah. to start being in the company of other people if they're showing up. Yeah, and I think you, you mentioned a good thing there is you said window, and I think these social gatherings, when they are more than, say, three people, uh, the idea is there will be an unspecified period of time in which you're hanging out and, and maybe you only want to engage with for two hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there is a window of which time people would be there. Um, it, it maybe you disagree, Max, as opposed to if, if you are... Uh, so, so if you're like, hey, we're going to go to a movie, the movie is at 7.30. You have to be at the movie on yeah. time. You have to be at dinner on time if you have a dinner reservation. Don't uh, be the asshole people. who shows up late. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had that happen a lot, um, and I've had to tell people that the dinner was at 7, and it was actually at 7.30 um, <laughs> with dinner reservation. I mean, those are appointments. There is a window versus exactly. an appointment. Appointment is... You wouldn't show up to your doctor's office late. I mean, that is an intimate interaction. I think a lot of these are intimate. Watch it. Watching a movie, you might have 20 people, but there is there is a silence in, involved in it. I think social, where there is talking, for whatever reason, I think those are more... Uh, you come in and out of a conversation. You can't really come in and out of a dinner. That is, is it, Dinners are kind of linear, whereas these are slightly different. Well, the other... Th- so the other thing that I think of, that, that I think is important here, is that when you have an appointment, like if you're going to dinner or you're going to a movie and you've made this plan, you've now, you've set up a scenario in which your plan, your gathering is dependent on other people and other, you know, structures that are not part of your gathering. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to a movie... The movie theater runs movies at specific times. Yeah. They do not wait for you to start the movie. Yeah. And they won't pause it while you go to the bathroom. They won't rewind anything for you. Like, they're showing another movie right after that because they've got to make their money by Whereas showing Whereas if the focal point of a cookout is putting burgers on the grill, you have some control over that. And you can wait until exactly. 15 people are there. Now, Max, you, you bristled uh, a couple moments ago. And, and I... Uh, at the the window thing, I feel like, or maybe that wasn't what you bristled at, but um, just trying to get to the same place you were getting to naturally anyway, which was like if there's if there's an actual event of yeah. some kind, it becomes more of an appointment than than uh, a social gathering. Now that still has some flexibility to it. If I you know invite you over to watch the, uh, a basketball game, it may start at eight thirty, but. I can watch the beginning without you. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think I think even that it it, it sucks if if someone doesn't. I, I do. I've come to this now, and I, I think it is a good way to think about it. when you have an appointment or or you know, it can even be a viewing or or whatever. That is, there is an experience to be had that does happen linearly. A uh, we went we went yesterday. We went to the Midlands, which is a beer garden in DC, to watch. A soccer game, and we got there right as it started. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a thing that you know we couldn't be like, "Hey, can can you start from the beginning?" It it happens linearly. Lin linearly. Words um, are hard. I get it. W- words are hard. Whereas now the basketball game, if it's at someone's place, like ultimately it's kind of a social gathering. I mean, if it's just the two of us, it's it's slightly different. But you're using it as social time. You might also be watching it, and there are. I think ultimately what I'm getting to is. There is this linear experience in which you kind of want to be on time for. You want to be on time for the doctor. For a social gathering, there are 
concentric things. You go and talk to the person who just got there. You talk to someone who's leaving, except for me, because I just leave and don't say <laughs> anything. Uh, and I, I think that, that that is maybe where, where I need to draw the line. Yeah, and since like since neither of you are NBA scouts, you don't have to eat the tape. You don't have to you know churn through and, and yeah. check all the Cavs pick and roll sets uh, for for weaknesses for for Game Four like that. So the reason I, I think that's a scenario where the activity of watching the basketball game is really it's sort of an accompaniment to. I really, I just want to hang out with you. Yeah. And that, so that, but that gets into a bit of a tricky place with time. And it goes back to the, what I said at the beginning about, you know, respecting and valuing other people's time. Yeah. And, and if you say you're going to come over at 8 and you show up at 8.45 or 9 o'clock, mm. you know, yeah, there's still going to be basketball to watch, and we'll probably still have an enjoyable time, but it's kind of a shitty thing to do, especially if you don't give some sort of warning that this is happening. Like, I, I, I think it's a little easier to handle if, as the person who is, um, who's waiting on a late person, I think it's a little easier to handle if you have an idea that this is happening. It's like it's a factor that's out of that person's control. Yeah. Their Uber was late to pick them up. Yeah. You know, their their parents called them and they couldn't get off the phone quickly enough. You know, like, not that you want to get, you know, hurry your parents off the phone. That's not a good thing. But, um... I, I so you know. what, what you're saying, and, and I, I know I haven't done this in a while, so I feel comfortable doing it, but there is, there is a, a line Don Draper has in Mad Men where he says to a secretary, which might be Peggy at the time. I, I don't recall. But he does say this. He says, your job is not to cover for me. It's to manage people's expectations. And I think that that, that, is, really, that is really important, I, I think, as someone who is a guest. Um, if you know that the host expects you to be there, you know, even if it's a less formal, you're, you know, just you're showing up to dinner or whatever, I do think it is your job to whether explicitly or implicitly in just your habits before, make sure the host understands the expectations. If you're one of those people that always shows up late, like you should you should probably let them know if you know you're going to be dependent on understanding mm-hmm. one another's expectations. So I think that that is, for me, something I try to do as is, is a guest all the time, which is, okay, the host, how, how do they usually approach things? Are they someone who's very prompt or are they someone who, who waits longer? Um, and then for me, I, I really do make a point to get there at the right time. Sometimes I'll even text them. I'll be like, hey, uh, I'll be there around this time. I know I said I'd bring this. Is there anything else you feel like you need because you've talked to other people? Sure. I mean, check-ins as easy as that just give give people a better time. I mean, I think one thing that that we we run into all the time, even as we're playing this, is just letting each other know, oh, I got held up here, or I was, yeah. I was, you know, I have to go, I have to call my parents or, or something like that. And managing expectations is a another constant non-linear battle. And I, I, that, like, if you're going to be late, it's fine, but give me some indication. Would that we all had a little Peggy Olson in us yeah. to manage our, you know, manage people's expectations. Yeah. So you asked, before we started recording... 
you asked a question that I, I really thought was interesting. Does it change? Because I, I think we know we know that this is something that we see a lot with people of our generation now while we're in our 20s. Yeah. Does it change as you get older? So, Kevin said a really interesting thing to me, uh, and he talked about... you. He used to be very, very on time to things, and he's still, I mean, in our experience, he's, he's very on time, he's very direct about it. Mm-hmm. He, he manages his expectations extremely well, but he said that now he tries to, he's, he's trying to do things like fit in time to go to the gym before things. So instead of showing up at 7, he might show up at 7.30, 7.45, because he, he's like, oh, I have a little bit extra time. I think right now, it's the thing where you think you're really busy, but really you're just pursuing a lot of things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And they're not like responsibilities, they're they're more interests, be it, you know, going to the gym is, is a good thing, but it's also a thing you're interested in doing. You're also interested in going to the party. We stack all these interests. Sure. Whereas I work with people who are 10 years older, and now they don't have interests, and they have responsibilities in the forms of small humans. Um, and so I think it changes those, I kind of think that those windows become really tight, because if the party's from 7 to 10, that's at least three hours of babysitting, and you want to maximize you want to maximize the time you get to socialize, but also minimize the babysitting costs or having sure. your kid at your parents. So that's that's something I, I think about, which is your expectations change, and you might have other responsibilities. Yeah, and so then I guess, I guess that is when, so that time in your life, when you start having more responsibilities... That must be when your punctuality habits not only get better, but get really ingrained being better. Because I don't think about it, so I don't think about the generation, like our parents. Mm -hmm. I think about, like, my grandparents and my great aunts and uncles, so a generation up from my parents, and they are almost aggressively punctual. So do you think that change comes about from the ability to communicate more easily with people? Ooh, that's like, do you feel like it's it's easier to be question. twenty minutes late because you can you can text someone so and say I'm running the, twenty minutes late? I, it it, it, it kind of gives you that flexibility that actually, maybe isn't a good thing. Actually, here's wait, say that, say that again. I feel like I didn't understand it totally. I thought I'm I just did, saying. I, I'm saying that maybe the ability to communicate with people really easily makes people feel a little more lax about showing up on time because they feel like they can just shoot off a, oh, I'm running a little late, and so, then can show up late. So I would say that, except... So the, the example I think of is I have an aunt. We host we host my dad's side of the family at my house for... or my parents' house for Christmas every year. And uh, the first person to show up... Like, we have the time that we tell people... Um, we kind of expect that to be like a starting point for when people will, you know, will start to come. But we have an aunt who is the first person to arrive almost every year. Actually, I think pretty much every year. Like clockwork, you know, she's bringing appetizers and stuff. But she she goes out of her way to send, you know, send a text or make a call and say, okay, like I, I realize, I get that you're telling people you can start coming over when we're like, when do you really want me here? Yeah. Because I'm doing these things. So I think that 
maybe, maybe, you know, ease of communication, technological communication has made it easier for people who are already inclined to be lax about punctuality to be lax about their punctuality. But I also think it's made it easier for people who want to be really punctual to be really punctual. I think the other thing that you're getting at and what we're talking about with what we're doing now versus maybe later uh, is more adults is that a lot of these gatherings are not that formal. Like it may, the mm-hmm. invitation might be a, a, a Facebook post as opposed to uh, an email. And I think there are different, I think that there is a, a formality involved with people who are older or who have these responsibilities of yeah. children, which is, okay, I need to, I need to know about this weeks in advance. I can't text someone on Wednesday and be like, okay, Friday night I'm having people over. Are you okay with that? <laughs> it's just so it's so informal, and in turn we we I think respond as informally, and that's that's fine. But mm-hmm. for an older generation, or when I go to, when I've been to dinner at at my middle aged friend's house, I I that is the part where I really kind of if, if it's a seven I try to get there like at 715 because I don't I don't want to be the first person there but I also know that by 730 like you definitely don't want to yeah, be the last person yeah you don't want to be the last person so it's very it's very difficult I think it's I think a lot of it is just the formality you know weeks in advance this is going to happen or it's understood that this is more like a linear event um, as opposed to these informal here and there kind of things that that we often do and i I think that will i think that will change because we'll say you have to work with people oh you know i'm my my parents when parents start flying in or to see your children and stuff like that i need to know or people start going on grander vacations and stuff with Mm -hmm. their spouse or significant other You, you have to have a sense of everyone's schedule right now our schedules are mostly filled with with things that we just like doing. And here's the other thing that I think changes. Uh, You just said you don't want to be the first person there. Yeah. And I have a feeling that a hefty portion of that is some ingrained young person thing of not wanting to look like you care about stuff. It's not cool to be anxious or eager. Exactly. And... It's kind of a dumb pretension anyway, but I think as you get older, you just go, oh, that's bullshit. This is a dumb, dumb thing for me to be doing. Yeah. It's important, like, if something is important to me, it's important that I let other people see that it's important. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a natural thing that changes. So to, an- to answer the initial question, I, I think it clearly does change as you get older. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that it becomes more tiring to deal with it constantly, and then maybe you kind of change it around you naturally, if <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I think that's 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 probably right, and I think your your social, uh, I think just generally your social calendar starts to get smaller and smaller. Yeah. And so if 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 you get invited to a party, it's kind of like that's my party too. If I'm invited, I don't have that many to go to, and I'm going to get the most out of it I can. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I don't think that's I don't think that's wrong. Ultimately, you know, I don't think I've coming into this my, my question was okay, but what time should I show up? And I I think all I can do is try to be how do you be a good guest? You communicate with your host and make sure that they are as least stressed as possible 
And if that's showing up at 8 instead of 7, or if that's showing up at 6.45 to help them put stuff in the oven versus 7.30, that's fine. So it's always, I think communication is the key to success. Of course. Mm -hmm. But I think if you really want rules of thumb, I I don't know that we're the right people to give you those. But, like, don't show up late. Here's a rule of thumb. Don't use the term rule of thumb. Good point. That that has a very bad history. It It comes from a bad place. Yeah. Um... Really? Are you, are you not aware of what the rule of thumb is? I am not. Well, we'll tell you about it later. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. You shouldn't be. <laughs> okay, I'm no longer excited. Uh, don't, like, don't be late if you're going to dinner. Don't be late if you're going to a movie. Don't Certainly don't be late to a fucking doctor's appointment. Yeah. Because um, if you're late, they've already seen 17 other patients. Um, That's actually not true. It depends how late you are, because they're usually running late, too. <laughs> <laughs> um... Like, I don't know, I can't imagine, even for, for like, a a party, I can't imagine being more than an hour late to a a party, and that's if a party is, like, scheduled for, like, three, four hours. Um, You know, like a a more informal, like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna have dinner, or we're gonna have, you know, drinks and watch a movie. Like, I can't, I can't imagine being more than, like, 15 to 30 minutes late. The thought just, like, makes my skin crawl. I, like, I really don't like I, and, it. And we don't... And I have... I know plenty of people who just routinely will show up an hour late to a thing that, you know, is two hours or stuff like that. And I just don't... I've never... It's something you don't ask people about. So it's very hard to get into that world, but uh, it's fascinating to me. And don't be Lil Wayne at the 2008 Voodoo Fest in New Orleans... A, a music festival that I went to, uh, and be an hour and a half late for an hour and fifteen minute set. Wow! Yeah, it was impressive. It, it was in his. Uh, Cameron can, actually did that too. It was I in his. Him. I can play the guitar phase. Uh, oh. Lil Wayne cannot play the guitar. Oh. Very bad at it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, for for all the for all of my bluster about guidelines, it it really does come down to communicating with people and, and just and being. Being respectful. Yeah. Like, your time is almost certainly not just your time. As we often say, don't be that guy. It takes a lot of time to make a day. It takes time to make a day. (laughs) Or a party. Um, But if you have any other cliches you want to apply to uh, being or not being late, let us know. Because those are fun. Yeah, and if you want to do that, you can find us at uh, Pretty Okay Pod on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, We'd love to hear what you think. Okay, it is time, as it is every week, for that magical segment, Pierce is Sorry. What are you apologizing for this week? So I was looking through my list of things to apologize for. It is a list. Um, uh, It's a scrollable list in my phone. (laughs) Uh, And one that was, was in there, and I don't think I've apologized for it before, but if I have, I should do it again, because... We talked a little bit about expectations and managing them. Yeah. One thing that ha- one thing that I always try not to do is I don't want to set high expectations. Low expectations are you know, within reason are good because it allows you to potentially exceed them. I think that's what happens in business a lot. You, you set the cliche of under promise and over deliver. Under promise and over deliver. Or depending on what your job is, over promise and hope for the best. Yeah. But I, you know, under-promising is good. Well, 
today, uh, I'm apologizing for a time that I think I think more was expected of me than than has actually been accomplished. That is, I think when I was probably 17, my my high school had a situation where um, they had one in the morning to get into school. They figured out that it was a very large high school, larger than its capacity in, within five years of opening, which is a problem. Um, and you had one turn lane to get into the high school, but you didn't have any um, traffic coming the other way. So the administration of my high school actually reached out to myself and a couple other kids on like the student council to help come up with a solution for this. And what we did, and I actually did this with a friend of mine, is we both drove in the single turn lane or are like right next to each other in a single turn lane and then tried turning into the school into the the width of like to go in which was for two-way or or maybe it was for one but it was pretty wide and so we basically came up with an you know an urban traffic planning solution for the school which was a tremendous problem by ourselves without any training and so this is an example is you have to be careful when people ask you to solve a problem when you do it in one afternoon, a lot becomes expected of you, and I realize that I have not lived up to those expectations. I have solved no problems that affect anywhere close to as many people since then. Like, the best thing I've done is a couple people are hungry, and I serve them dinner. Like, and it's usually, like, you guys. That is that is as close to solving problems. And I have a job where, where I've been told before that I am a solution architect. I've not solved any. I've not solved any problems so directly. You know, there's there's all there's the idea of what do you make? Nothing as good as this that I did ten years ago. So, I I am sorry for setting expectations high and not meeting them. <laughs> That's I think that is our best and dumbest apology ever. Um, also, I would like to point out, I'm glad to see you back with multiple Mad Men references in one pod. I think it's been like 60 weeks since that happened, and I've been feeling weird about it for a year. Um, so, so thank you for for your apology. It's been a while um, since I've watched. Even the show. though I'm still not sure what you actually apologized for. Well, I think people expect it's a common. Me. It's a common theme. I think people expected things. Um, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll close the episode this week with a big idea from pop culture, as we do always. Um, and, and I, uh, I've been in a bit of a rut, uh, going to basically the same seven websites over and over again, um, in my personal internet surfing time. Um, you know, Facebook, God, Twitter, um, Deadspin, you know, all, all the hits. Um, and, and so I was very pleased, uh, when Lifehacker wrote a post earlier, or last week, uh, called Where to Waste Time Online. Um, and I'm, I, I'm not really here to talk about that. Uh, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. But I am here to say that uh, another one of the Gizmodo sites this weekend uh, posted a thing that was a, a brilliant way to waste time in the internet, uh, which is uh, that somebody made... A video in which they uh, they outlined uh, the political alignments of various characters from Mario Kart, and just uh, apart from 
apart from debating whether or not Bowser is actually a fascist or, or whether uh, or, or whether Toadette is Antifa uh, I just I love I love that someone was so unable to find other reasonable uses of their time online that this became like a viable option I just I love knowing that um, so uh, I don't want to give all of these things away because it's only like a, a minute and a half video. So uh, I'll I'll link to that as well. But uh, go go um, go find this video and and see see if you agree with the political alignments of Mario Kart characters. And uh, is it if you, you have thoughts? It, don't tell me. I don't care. Is it a YouTube video? Is it on uh, YouTube? It is not. Oh, it, it is a. Uh, I'll I'll put a link to the the Kotaku post. Uh, I'm sure the comment sections are reasonable and not at all debauched. It looks like it's a Facebook video. Um, uh, so so I'm sure it's even worse because you can apply it's collect, feelings. It's collecting your data. It's collecting yeah. your data as you watch it. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, something to check out if you're looking for ways to waste your time on the internet this week. Um, That's what it's there for. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at PrettyOKPod or drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com if you want to let us know what you think. You can get this and every episode of the show at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com or you can subscribe to our feed so every episode shows up right on your device of choice every week. If you do that on Apple Podcasts or most other places that you get audio content, uh, please do us a favor. Ratings, reviews, comments, that sort of stuff. Uh, or if you have a friend that you think might be interested in what we're doing, uh, let them know. Uh, we'd love to share what we do with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye.